In the annals of cunningly corrupt politicians, Hillary Clinton is head and shoulders above the heinous. Scandal follows her like a haunting shadow. Her name is synonymous with words like graft, greed, deception, and fraud. From Whitewater to Benghazi to Uranium One to her private email server, she has long been a malignant cancer on the Washington landscape. But her crowning achievement was inventing the dirtiest political trick ever, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Newly declassified documents prove that it was Clinton who invented, financed, and disseminated the big lie. It was magnificently devious and classic Clinton. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, and welcome to The Brief. In the comic strip Peanuts, there's this fictional character dubbed Pigpen. A cloud of dirt follows him wherever he goes. When he stops to speak, the filth envelops him. He can't rid himself of it because, well, he's innately unclean. It's who he is. Early in the comic strip, he's referred to as the only person who can get dirty while walking in a snowstorm. That is Hillary Clinton. She's as dirty as they come. She'll do anything to advance herself and her insatiable quest for power and attention. There are no limits because she has no conscience. If you have any doubt, just read the latest documents carefully hidden from the American public for four long years, but recently declassified. Handwritten notes authored by former CIA Director John Brennan show that in July of 2016, America's intelligence community obtained solid evidence that Hillary Clinton personally approved a plan by one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify her presidential opponent, Donald Trump, with completely false accusations that he was colluding with Russia to steal the election. Clinton knew it was untrue. She didn't care. Why did she drum up the phony narrative? Well, according to the intelligence evidence, Clinton was desperate to draw attention away from her own damning email scandal that was threatening her bid for the White House, a position of enormous power that she thought was hers by right. By inventing a competing scandal that would taint Trump, she hoped it would distract voters and shift the media and FBI attention on her challenger, who was gaining in the polls. You've got to hand it to Hillary. Who else would be immoral enough to concoct such a cunning, unscrupulous, and totally shameless scheme? It was right up her alley. Quintessential Clinton. According to Brennan's notes, Clinton put the audacious plot into motion July 26, 2016. Our intelligence agents caught on to Clinton's machinations immediately by intercepting, wait for it, Russian intelligence that had been closely monitoring Clinton's every move. How did the Russians do that? 
Well, naturally, that part of the sordid story is redacted in Brennan's notes. It's all blacked out, so you and I cannot read it. But one can draw an educated deduction. Remember, Clinton had been so reckless, indeed criminal, with her private email server that it was wide open and vulnerable to hackers. And the Russians are pretty skilled at that stuff. They likely found a way to access everything that Clinton was doing. Was the Russian intelligence on Hillary accurate? Almost surely. How do we know? Two ways. First, the current director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, recently informed senators that this was not Russian disinformation. The way it was obtained removed all doubts. Second, look at what then-CIA director John Brennan did the moment he obtained the information. He rushed to the White House to brief President Barack Obama on July 28th, a scant two days after Clinton approved the plan and three days before the FBI formally opened its investigation of Trump on orders by James Comey and the nefarious Peter Strzok. Ask yourself this, would Brennan, the director of the CIA, go to the Oval Office to brief the President of the United States on sketchy information? Not a chance. Brennan obviously thought the intelligence evidence that incriminated Hillary was sufficiently true and credible and persuasive that the President had to be told immediately. Brennan, of course, wanted to cover his butt. That's what he's all about. He's a guy who annihilated all intelligence-gathering standards, but was always exceedingly careful to cover his tracks. So he sent a referral to Comey and Strzok, calling for the FBI to investigate Clinton for conjuring up the false allegations against Trump and feeding it to the FBI and the Department of Justice. But Brennan was doing more than just protecting his backside. He knew that giving federal law enforcement agencies knowingly false information, which is what Clinton and her acolytes did, would constitute felonies such as fraud and conspiracy to defraud the government, not to mention false and misleading statements under 18 U.S.C. 1001. In other words, Hillary Clinton was involved in criminal activity, which, of course, was nothing new for her. So did Comey and Strzok open up an investigation of Clinton for potential charges? What do you think? Of course they didn't. Recently, when the evidence of what Clinton had done was made public, Comey was confronted with it during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. Predictably, he played dumb. He feigned no memory of receiving the referral against Clinton or acting on it. It doesn't ring a bell, he said. Take a listen. September the 7th, 2016, the U.S. intelligence officials forwarded an investigative referral of FBI to FBI Director James Comey and Direct Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok regarding U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's approval of a plan concerning U.S. Pres presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server. You don't remember getting that or being taught? You, that doesn't, 
Doesn't ring, doesn't ring bells with me. Okay. It is laughably preposterous that James Comey, who will tell you with all sincerity he's the sharpest knife in any room, suddenly suffered an acute case of amnesia. When the CIA tells you that a presidential candidate has invented and spread false evidence against her opponent and fed it to the government, and when the CIA director himself demands an investigation that could lead to criminal charges, it is not something that any FBI director would forget, ever. But this is what James Comey always does. He pretends he doesn't remember. Whenever he's faced with uncomfortable truths exposing his own wrongful acts, he suddenly gets a case of stupid. He can't remember anything except his name and date of birth, maybe a couple of digits in his social security number. When he can't come up with viable explanations for his inexplicable actions, Comey assumes the mantle of cluelessness. In one congressional hearing, he testified, I don't know or I don't remember more than 200 times. For example, he said he couldn't recall who drafted the document that launched the Trump-Russia investigation. Right. He claimed he'd never known that Clinton and the DNC had commissioned the fictitious and notorious anti-Trump dossier. That's utterly absurd. He said he knew nothing about Christopher Steele's involvement in the dossier, although it was Comey who all too willingly exploited that document as a pretext to spy on a Trump campaign associate. Steele, by the way, was on James Comey's FBI payroll and simultaneously taking cash from Hillary Clinton's campaign. It was Comey who affixed his signature to the verified warrant applications, even though he and his bureau agents had verified absolutely nothing. Then he said he couldn't really remember any of the whole warrant thing. Imagine that. Comey signed the FBI warrant to spy, and then he couldn't recall just how much, if any of it, he actually read and attested to every word of it under penalty of perjury. So you get the picture. Comey is deathly allergic to the truth, so he fakes debilitating dementia to give himself an out. Here's Senator Lindsey Graham, chairman of the Judiciary Committee. We now know that in September 2016, the CIA intel community sent a lead over to the FBI to Comey directly to look at another effort by Clinton in September to link Trump to Russia to avoid scrutiny over her, her email problem. Uh, Comey said that doesn't ring a bell. Well, when you look at the source documents, it went directly to him. So if we can prove he actually knew about this request and did nothing, then uh, he could be charged with perjury. He said he didn't know anything about all the problems with the dossier, that the uh, the subsource was a Russian agent. If we can find somebody to say, no, that's not true, I briefed him, he's in trouble. If the Clinton Foundation used money from the foundation to pay for this smear campaign, they're in trouble. Anybody that hides evidence from the court, that alters evidence, they're in trouble. That's what Durham is looking at. Durham, meaning John Durham, the U.S. attorney who's investigating the lie that became known as the Russia hoax. One indictment and guilty plea has already been obtained. 
there should be a lot more. Here's former acting director of national intelligence Rick Grinnell, who took an active hand in uncovering the buried evidence. Somebody needs to go to jail and be prosecuted first, obviously. And this is a, a slam dunk. They lied to the American people. They knew a truth and they hid the truth. This can never happen again. We cannot allow our government to weaponize information to hold it back. You know, now we've got Joe Biden literally saying that the American people don't deserve certain information. He got caught on a camera saying that this is the ways of Washington. We need transparency, Maria. It's a very foreign concept in Washington, D.C., but the American people need to understand that those in Washington are hiding information from them. They think we're stupid. The newly declassified evidence shows that Trump was the victim of a contemptible hoax. He was the innocent target of a baseless and exhaustive witch hunt. And it was all drummed up by Hillary Clinton. It was Clinton who should have been investigated for promulgating a lie, not Trump. While Hillary approved the plot hatched by her advisor, the genesis of the smear came from Clinton herself. How do we know that? In writing Chapter 2 of my latest book called Witch Hunt, I meticulously researched Hillary's speeches and her social media commentary at the outset of the election contest. Beginning in early 2016, as her candidacy for president was gaining traction, Hillary peppered her campaign speeches with increasingly venomous accusations that Donald Trump was a Kremlin asset and a, quote, puppet of Putin. Chapter two of the book is entitled Clinton Collusion. I invite you to read it. Hillary's allegations against Trump were based on no plausible evidence whatsoever. She made it all up. She was peddling a disgraceful lie drawn up from her own rich imagination. Then her confederates joined in and propagated the same false stories. And her election website kicked it into overdrive, big time. But it wasn't enough for Hillary because people started asking pointed questions like, what evidence do you have? Well, Hillary needed some evidence, desperately. Since none existed, she went about fabricating it. Through a conduit, her campaign hired an ex-British spy, Christopher Steele, who composed a dossier filled with rumors and speculation and disinformation that, it turns out, was derived from a suspected Russian spy by the name of Igor Denchenko. Think about this. The apparatchiks in the Kremlin had to be laughing their butts off and clinging their vodka glasses in celebration. They were toasting Hillary and what she had done. In short order, the FBI tracked down Danchenko, who totally debunked the dossier nonsense that he'd spoon-fed Christopher Steele. At that point, it should have been all over. Did the FBI shut down its investigation of Trump and tell the truth to the FISA court judges who'd been snookered and defrauded? No. Did James Comey's FBI tell the president and Congress and the American people that it was all a hoax based on a lie dreamed up by Hillary Clinton? No. 
Did the FBI investigator charge Hillary and others with a collusion conspiracy involving an ex-British spy and a suspected Russian spy as a way to steal the presidential election and destroy the elected president? Of course not. They hid the true facts that Clinton colluded, not Trump. She falsely accused him of doing what she had actually done. Pretty diabolical, eh? But again, it was classic Clinton. Just a few days ago, a spokesperson for Hillary said, these allegations are baseless. Well, given her long and distinguished record of brazen lies, that's pretty solid proof that it's not baseless at all. It's absolutely true. On a sunny day, Hillary Clinton would deny that the sky is blue. She wouldn't know the truth if it slapped her upside the head. She couldn't win the presidency herself. So what did she do? She poisoned the presidency of the winner who beat her. What is especially insidious is that so many people knew the truth. The CIA, the FBI, and Barack Obama all knew. And yet... They clammed up, laryngitis, for four years. They actively concealed the evidence and allowed an odious lie to continue for four tumultuous years. If the truth had been told, it would have dramatically altered Trump's presidency. It would have spared Americans from a rancorous national nightmare and saved taxpayers more than $30 million in a phony investigation. It's reprehensible that Barack Obama sat on the sidelines and watched it all in silence. He remained mute as the country devolved into convulsive turmoil. He uttered not a word about the damning evidence that he had seen as presented to him by John Brennan. Obama could have blown the whistle on Clinton, Comey, Brennan, and others. Obama's failure to speak up is an ugly stain on his legacy. Here's more of what Senator Lindsey Graham and former acting DNI Rick Grinnell had to say. What Obama did is one of the most saddest chapters in the history of the presidency. He knew that his party's nominee was out to try to link President Trump to Russia unfairly and without evidence, and he didn't do a damn thing about it. That's what we now know. The mid-level career officials who obviously knew that this was a hoax, whose comments were pushed aside and classified, a lot of people saw those comments. A lot of people saw those warnings. Comey uh, is accused of seeing those warnings. Brennan is accused of seeing those warnings. Susan Rice is accused of seeing those warnings. Barack Obama and Joe Biden are accused of seeing the warnings and the information that this was a Russian collusion hoax. They went forward with this anyway because it was going after their political opponents. They allowed misinformation, bad information, false information to go forward. Now, the question is, who approved it and how high did it go? I think what we have to do in Washington is just start in the mid-level, go to the people that uh, did do the warnings and say, who told you to shut up? And did you have a conversation and just keep going up the chain until someone says, 
I told Comey or I told Brennan, if that's the case, yeah. we got, we know okay. that there's misinformation. We got to focus on who approved it. And what about John Brennan? Well, he didn't remain silent entirely. No, Brennan was selectively silent, publicly trashing Trump, but concealing the truth of what Hillary had done. As a paid commentator for MSNBC, Brennan repeatedly stoked the ludicrous narrative that Trump was a Russian asset, knowing full well that it was untrue. At one point, Brennan even accused Trump of treason. By any reasonable standard, Brennan's conduct is despicable. But naturally, he's now selling a book, profiting handsomely from his own wrongdoing. Peter Strzok has written a book. Well, someone wrote it for him because his only known skill set is composing profane text messages to his lover, Lisa Page. Oh, and Andrew McCabe, fired from the FBI for leaking in line, he also profiteered from his own book. But it was James Comey who really cashed in. A book, a television miniseries, and a new book on the way. All of these guys got rich by weaponizing their law enforcement powers and abusing their authority. And don't get me started on Hillary Clinton. She's made tens of millions of dollars on crooked deals. Just read my first book, The Russia Hoax. Her foundation, the Clinton Foundation's main source of money came from Russians. And she used the ill-gotten gains from her foundation as her own personal piggy bank. If nothing else, the newly disclosed declassified evidence confirms just how immoral, conniving, deceitful, and unprincipled Hillary Clinton is. Her malevolence knows no bounds. She is devoid of conscience and remorse. There is no legal line or boundary that Hillary Clinton will not willingly and eagerly cross. Her thirst for power is unquenchable. She'll do anything, say anything, to satisfy her insatiable appetite for money and power. Like the fictional Gordon Gecko, Clinton's mantra is, greed is good. President Trump continues to demand that all relevant documents in the Russia investigation be declassified and released, including all redactions in John Brennan's handwritten notes. But the many depraved elements working destructively within our nation's clandestine intelligence operations are working overtime to obstruct Trump's order and bury the truth. The term cover-up is their code. How much additional evidence of corruption is still hidden? If the most recent disclosure is any indication, there are mountains of it. How can that be? It's really quite simple. The executive branch of government is laden with unelected bureaucrats who think they run the country, not the elected president and the appointed executives. They are accountable to almost no one. They act as a government unto themselves. The vast intelligence apparatus is the worst of it and the most abusive of power. There are a total of, brace yourself for this, 17 different intelligence agencies, 17, and they all work in secret. They claim that everything they do is 
classified, meaning that you and I are never allowed to see it. I've often joked that if they order Chinese takeout for lunch, it's all classified because, you know, the meal was made by the Chinese who are designated as enemies of the state. But you get the picture. Tens of thousands of intel operatives acting covertly and protected completely by classified status. They can do anything, break any law, and you would never know what happened because it's all secret. They're the ones who fueled Trump's impeachment. For the last four years, they've selectively leaked information and, yes, disinformation to destroy his presidency. They were all in on the Russia hoax. They knew it was a lie, so they covered up the evidence of innocence and pushed the phony evidence to sabotage Trump. It was a mutiny, an attempted coup. Why would they do such a thing? Because Trump vowed to drain the swamp. They are the swamp. They didn't want to be drained. So they went after him with a vengeance to protect their own unfettered power. The media, of course, knows who the leakers and the plotters are, but they'll never tell you. The media, of course, knows who all the leakers and plotters are. They won't tell you because the media aided and abetted the saboteurs both wittingly and unwittingly. President Trump ordered that all the so-called collusion documents, as well as all of the records of the FBI's misbegotten investigation, be declassified and made public. And that order by Trump was 16 months ago. Only a trickle of these declassified documents are now bubbling to the surface. Why so slow and so long? Why has Trump's order been largely ignored? Because the intelligence community and the FBI have been sedulously covering up all of it. It's the old Washington two-step, a convoluted shell game of hide-and-seek. Stonewalling. It's a testament to the deep state that they've succeeded for so long. Sadly, they are more powerful than the President of the United States. And they know it. They've been aided mightily by the current FBI director, Christopher Wray. He'll look you straight in the face and tell you it isn't so. Don't believe him. He's as disingenuous as his predecessor, James Comey. Now, Donald Trump will eventually fire Ray if it's the last thing he does. You can take that to the bank. It's done, except for the announcement. Something else is also certain. The clock is ticking. Time is running out. The presidential election is drawing near, and if Joe Biden wins, the lies will continue and the truth will remain buried in the vaults of the intelligence agencies. There will be no consequences for the plethora of illicit schemes and illegal acts. It'll all be papered over with several layers of concrete poured on top. And the liberal mainstream media who were willing accomplices to the lies and the hoax will tell us all, hey, it's time to move on, nothing to see here. They'll be so giddy with joy that the age of Trump is over, they'll ignore what Hillary Clinton did and devote all of their energies and enthusiasm into propping up Joe Biden. They'll canonize him as the almighty Trump slayer. And what becomes of our government? The permanent, unaccountable bureaucracy will only grow more powerful 
and more corrupt. In the end, the American public will lose. When evil forces prevail, democracy is lost. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the Russia hoax, read my latest book, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. 